Tips, ticks, and tricks. Welcome back to Sound and Siren. I'm Xavier. I'm Dylan. Welcome back to another episode of the Supercoach series. Here with the usual suspects. Boys, how did you fare this week? I'll start with you, Dars. Um, yeah, back back on the way down, unfortunately. Um, didn't have a very good week. Zav? Yeah, I wasn't the best either. Season rank went down again. Uh, and I found out that I don't think I'm going to be able to get to full premium, so not the best. And I think the main suspect is Callum Coleman-Jones. Can we all agree with that? Didn't even reach his premium of 18, or Dust doesn't have him. So, Safe, I want to hear how you went with your week and how your team was. So, we'll get into heroes and villains, and I'll I'll start. Uh, My villain this week was Coleman-Jones. I did have him on the bench, but it didn't make much of a difference. Uh, He was going to be big for me in order to get to... Uh, the trades or use my trades to get to premiums this week and because it went down in price I wasn't able to get there so I had to had to spend an extra trade which I think might cost me in the long run but other than him I had a lot of other ones as well Toby Green 57 points he was no good um yeah Jaden Short uh, 63 or 65 sorry not good again uh Oliver 87 lots of people didn't perform but my hero uh, I have to say Jack Steele, 154 was good, but the person I traded in was easily my highest score at, score at Dangerfield with over 180 points. Yeah, very nice save. I'm similar to you. Callum Coleman-Jones let me down, stubbed out with five. Jaden Short, 65. Caleb Daniel had 68, and he was on track for about 100, but just took his foot off the pedal. Clayton Oliver, Bontempelli captain, which hurt me, 83. I lost by four points in our league so it really does hurt and toby green but as for heroes just the usual jack Steele, 154 rory laird who's ultra consistent at the moment and jack zebel 121 alongside his north buddy aaron hall i had the bonds as well just uh, just quickly as my captain feels a bit harsh making him my villain uh, after he's been so good for so long but yeah i guess he has to be given that uh, he only scored like 80. Um, yeah, I had obviously a pretty poor week. I think it was the lowest score out of us three. So I think I had two weeks running when I was on a good run of like four weeks when I wasn't. Um, so in terms of villains, um, usual really short, Bailey Smith, um, both underperforming, Toby Green, Isaac Heaney, 80 again. Um, and my last board position is giving me a bit of trouble with Tracy. There you go, I said all right. Tracy and um, Waterman. Um, I'm trying to do like the loophole thing with them where you, I don't know, you put the first one playing as an emergency and then they score well, you put them on field. But the last two times, both of them have scored like only like 30. So it's unfortunate that neither of them know how to play football at the moment. Um, so they're my villains for this week. In terms of heroes, Tuk Miller has been great since I got him in a couple of weeks ago. Josh Kelly has also been a good trade-in for me. Rory Laird continues to be scoring like a midfielder, except he's a backman. Um, yeah, Zeebel Hall, both solid. And yeah, the rest are pretty average this week. And there's one other North player who I forgot to mention, and it was Darcy's recommendation. I'll bring it up in a couple of minutes, but I know Zay was... It wasn't for it, but he certainly 
wasn't against it. He said it was half-half, but it proved to be beneficial for me. But also, I forgot to say, I lost because I played Luke Edwards over Trent Bianco by accident. Because yeah. he was late in, and I didn't realise. It was about one thirteen, and I realised he was playing, and I could have had Newcomb 67, which was what I was trying to do, but instead I was stuck with the 39 instead of Bianco's 58. So... Mm. Bit of a bit of a lesson learned, I guess you could say. Just lucky you didn't uh, put the captain on him as well. Yeah, yeah. that would have been very nasty. All right, so we'll head on to so we've discussed our weeks. So what trades did you do to get to that point? I had a no trade week for I think the third week in a row. Uh, I'm a bit short on trades and trying to use them well. So what trades did you guys do, if any? I did the two trades. Uh, I went to Dangerfield this week from uh, Doherty because of his injury. That's going to unfortunately cost me from getting to a full premium. Uh, so that hurt a little bit, but uh, because of Dangerfield's massive score, it uh, covered up the wound just that little bit. And then I picked up uh, Brandon Walker from the Fremantle Dockers for Briggs. Um, so that wasn't horrible either. Uh, Walker scored 50. I got about 70K. Um, uh, just as long as he holds his spot, that'd be great. But uh, I didn't want to do that trade, but because Common Jones got that five uh, at the start of the round, I knew I was going to have to use, uh, I was going to have a little bit, I was going to need a little bit extra money to, uh, to upgrade this week. So that's why I did that one. I completely destroyed all hopes of a, a great finish. I traded out Cody Waitman, who scored 115, as well as James Madden. And I brought in that, I think, Darcy, you'll be familiar with him, the Edwards forward Ruckman 102,000, just for some cash. And then I brought in Ben Cunnington, which was a good move. But ultimately, Cody Waitman cost me very badly. Yeah, uh, I've seen Edwards being traded in a lot. Um, I think there's better options to trade in in the future if you just go on a 102k because Edwards is definitely not going to be playing all year. Um, he's still finishing year 12, so it's going to be tough for him to play games. So I've heard that he's pretty much just training when he can, but I don't think he'll be playing for the rest of the year. We just picked him up. So then we wouldn't need to use a draft pick to get him in the off-season draft. Must be a very good prospect then if he's still in year 12 playing. Mm. Some bright signs for your future. So we will move to the buy, sell, hold, and the most obvious rookie pickup this week is probably Jeremy Sharp. Yeah, I like Sharp. Um, he scored pretty well both weeks. Bit of an elevated price of 140K, so I don't think I'll be able to get him in. I might have to just go to one of those 102K mid-season draft guys because um, 30K is quite a bit. But if you have a little bit of extra money to play around with, he's a good option, been scoring well, and he's set to go big in price. Yeah, I agree with Darcy. Uh, I can't get him in in the position that I'm in because I don't have enough trades to trade him out. Uh, but if you do, if you've got a couple of extra trades that you can use, uh, I know one of our friends has a lot left. So uh, if you can, if you have enough trades to trade him in and then trade out his extra value, then I would do that. But otherwise, I'd stick with it. Rowan Marshall scored 100 last week. He's now 437,000. And I know, Zave, you want to pounce on him, I think. Yeah, I think he's a buy for me. Uh, even in the position I'm in, I'm thinking about getting him myself. But I think even a lot of the, the top teams uh, could do it. Um, 
in particular if they they do have a Heaney, even though they probably wouldn't be a top team with with him. Uh, but Toby Green, Bergman, all of these players, I think Marshall could be better than them. Um, I think he's still got some serious top six fold potential from here on for the rest of the season. Yeah, I don't mind Marshall. Um, I'll be looking to try to get him in this week. I know Jawsy16, who follows the AFL Supercoach count, wasn't too keen on him. Um, so if you're having a bit of beef in our comment section. But um, yeah, I think he's a pretty decent option going forward, especially for the prices at now. Now, Jordan Degoe, who is surprisingly the sixth most traded in, in the last two weeks, he has pulled in scores of 115 and 114. But in saying that, he's averaging 72.4 for the year. I would hold. Uh, I don't think he's get, he's got the potential of a lot of forwards, and that's saying something. Uh, he's played a lot of seasons now, and he hasn't really pulled together a full season of good super coach scores, so I'd definitely stick with him. Yeah. yeah, he sort of he's really done this one or two times this year where he's trapped a few people in to get him in. Um, I reckon he does this most years, has two or three good games in a row, and people start going, oh, should I get him in? And those who do end up regretting it, but... Uh, the rest of the season pretty much so yeah i wouldn't jump on him at this point even though he's pretty cheap leo connolly is a defensive mid switcher just 123.9 thousand he did have 23 in his first game as the sub and he had about 12 13 disposals and then 35 last week uh, i'll probably stick clear again unless you do have the trades but even if you did I'd still be going with the, the Gold Coast one, the Sharp, before I went with it. Yeah. Um, he's not a terrible downgrade option, provided it gives a bit of flexibility, particularly if you've got Bianco or Sharp in your midfield. Um, it's a bit of flexibility if you want to downgrade high more, if you're still stuck with Kaziski or something like that. I don't mind a bit of extra cash and flexibility, but, yeah, I wouldn't be including him in your plans long-term. Six percent of players have traded out Tom Highmore. Have they jumped the gun? Uh, I'm not sure. Do you know what his break even is? I haven't quite. Thirty-four. Noticed. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit. Uh, depends if you can go get to full primo, uh, or if it's going to help you get there. Then I'd probably do it. But as you said, thirty-four. He's probably still got a fair bit of money to make. So uh, if you can afford to hold on to him, then I would still do that. Yeah, I think he's going to be my last upgrade purely for the fact that he has shown he can score in those two weeks previous. Um, so, yeah, I think I'll hold on to him a bit longer because he's not scoring terribly even in his bad games. So it'd be best if, yeah, I don't have to blow a trade to get him out. Just with the break-evens, if he pulls another 100 this week, what would his break-even be at, do you think? Probably similar. Yeah, I'd say probably similar. Okay. And the final person is Joel Amati, 98 on the weekend, a ruck forward. Uh, you want to go first, Dust? I've heard a bit of hype about him. Um, he hasn't exactly scored well in any of his games, but that 98 on the weekend. So I feel like it's a bit of one of those typical traps that people up him up too much. He's not, a, he's not at a rookie price. He's also not at a premium price. So I guess... I don't know if he was stuck with an injured player around the 300k mark and your four line had only a couple of trades left. It might not be terrible. But really, it's, it's just an in-between move. It's not 
improving anything and he's not going to score that well. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't bring him in. He might be the best player you can get for 256k. So if you only have one trade left and that's the max price you can get to, then uh, maybe he is the person you want to get to. But I'd probably steer clear uh, just because, as Darcy said, that in-between price at this stage of the year is just so difficult to upgrade or downgrade from. So I'd probably steer clear. And trade check, boys? Uh, I've only got four left, so not, not great for me. Five. What was that, Dars? Five. Yeah, well, you're doing better than me. I'm on three, I think. So, mm. not ideal. Yeah, Anyways, we will... No. <laughs> As I said, I'm coming to an end at a rapid speed. And we'll introduce a new topic. It's we're calling it the bargain hunters and we're we're all going to say two names that we think are a reasonable price and around the 400 500k mark we'll say do you want to go first anyone anyone really um yeah so i'll start off um so not it won't be as bargain as your the players you guys are will be telling us about but um my first bargain is dustin martin He's only 487k and he's still averaging 96 on the year, having a, a poor year. Um, so that still puts him top six fours in average, and that includes Butters and Dunkley. So really he's fourth in average for forwards this year. So he's still a bargain to get in, and usually his second half is better than his first half. So I'd expect him to see, expect to see him do pretty well for the rest of the year. And he hasn't even been scoring that poorly, anyways. And then for my second bargain, it is Taylor Adams. So I have seen that he is only 483K in the midfield, which is a pretty accessible price if you've got like a Jordan or maybe he's even a move from a Bailey Smith or a Cripps. Um, He had the injury this year earlier, but since coming back around 15 and 16, he's had 110 and 112. Um, both good scores and then not to forget his history of scoring last year he averaged 110 over the year and most years he averages around the 100 mark and 2017 also averaged 108 so he's got a good scoring history and he's come back pretty nicely from his injury so he's a pretty cheap price and he'll be getting to the mid 500k in the next couple of weeks so I don't mind both of those. Now just with Dusty is it problematic if a coach decides to place him in their midfield? Nah, if it, like, obviously not ideal, but at this point in time, if your board line's full because there's better value forward, I don't mind it, but yeah, works anyways. Yep. So my two, uh, my two bargains are um, Rowan Marshall and Tim Kelly. Uh, we'll start with Tim Kelly. He's, I think, the cheapest probably that we'll see out of the six, uh, he's 394k, uh, and he's only averaging 86.4, but that's because he's coming off scores of 26, 46, and 80. So he's dropped a lot of price over the last three. Before that, uh, I'd say his average would have been very close to 100, uh, scores of 127, 131, and 114 just this year alone. Uh, he averaged 96 last year, 103 the year before, and 93 the year before that. The year before that, he wasn't even in the league. So every single one he's been in, he's averaged over 90. So uh, I think he's 
if if you can't afford a really really expensive midfielder, I think he's probably the next best thing to that uh, at such a reduced price. And then Rowan Marshall, uh, the one I was talking about before, perhaps myself getting him. Uh, he comes in at 437k. He's had three tons this year, and we know he's been affected by injury a lot. Uh, he's only played seven games to the season, but last year he averaged 103.7, uh, and the year before that 110. So. Uh, the forward eligibility, I think, could be a, a very good uh, thing for him. And uh, if you can get him into the forward line, I think he's probably a very good shot. Just with Tim Kelly, correct me if I'm wrong, that 26, he was either subbed off or injured. He took a few weeks off and then first game back, he had 46. Correct. Yeah. So he, played, he had 26 in round 11. He missed rounds 12, 13, 14 with a knee injury uh, after yeah. getting subbed off in round 11. Played his first game last week, and I think he was uh, he was on a minutes restriction as well, I believe. And then he and had the eighty this week. Yeah, so if you take those into account, that's actually a solid option for three hundred ninety-four thousand. Did you say? Uh yeah, three hundred ninety-four thousand. Yeah. There you go, Das. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, obviously I'm pretty keen on Ron Marshall, and Tim Kelly could be an option. I like to see him put one more decent score on the board but even then his price might go off a bit if he does that so his break even is still at 105 so chances are he won't go up there you go yeah that might be a me option (laughs) running low on trades i I actually quite like it um i will get into our trades a little bit further but i think maybe both of these players may end up in my team we'll see the first prospect for me is Luke Dunstan. So he is sitting at 481,000. And in the last three weeks, he has piled on scores of 105, 109 and 118. So that's a three round average of about 111, 112. And before that, he added 131 as well. So five games back, he is averaging above 100. So 480k midfielder, just a little more expensive than Tim Kelly, as you said. Who would you go with, Darcy? Tim Kelly or Luke Dunstan, if you had to pick one? Yeah, I'd play Tim Kelly, purely off of... I don't yeah. know, I've had him more in my team recently. In the recent years, so I'd sort of trust him more. Okay, that's interesting. And the second is Carl Amon. So he's 437.8K. He's averaging 91 this year, and he had 126 last week. But he's also had big scores of... 123, 117, 115, so on. So along with those big scores, you'd be getting like 40s and 50s in the mix though, wouldn't you? So he had 60 the week before last, uh, another 61, 93, 92, a couple of 70s in there as well. I think his lowest score for the year is 44. Yeah. And then he's got the two 60s Darcy uh, Dylan talked about. He's got three 70s, but the rest are all above 90. So he's he's not a terrible option, yeah. He's probably better than Bailey Smith or Cripps at the moment if you've got plenty of trades to spare. But just on Cripps, you probably know the the intel better than us, save. Is he did he pull up sore after last week's game? Yeah, he did. So uh, after a kick he uh, he hurt his ankle and he had an MRI on it and uh, they said that he had no structural damage. Um, in an interview just before the MRI results came out, Cripps said that uh, if there's no uh, no structural damage, there's pro- uh, there's no chance that he won't play. 
that's his word, not the doctor's. Uh, we don't know that that's the case, but uh, he's, he's a fair beast and he plays through a lot of injuries. So I think if, if there's no chance that it gets worse, there's a 100% chance he'll be out there. If I genuinely think, I think I said this about six weeks ago, but I think I'd just rather Crip sit out for two weeks and then come back fully healthy than him playing on one foot every single week. Like from a super coach perspective, it's just, it's a bit frustrating. He could have taken two weeks off early in the season and he would have had a blinder of a season. But he's just been playing injured every week, it seems like. I think he's got so much wrong with him, though, that two weeks isn't even going to fix it. Because yeah. what I thought they perhaps would have done is rest him the one week before the bye or the one week after the bye, giving him two weeks off in a row. But uh, I think some of the issues that he has probably won't solve themselves in two weeks. So he probably needs a whole off-season or perhaps even two to, to fully fix that. But uh, I'm a big Crips fan and I'm really happy with what he's done for our club. But uh, in a, not so much super coach news, but AFL news, he, he signed another contract with Carlton. Uh, and he took a massive pay cut. It's rumoured to be worth only 750000 which is over 150000 less than he's already getting paid. So uh, he's an absolute legend. And uh, he spoke about how he, he wishes uh, winning is, or he says winning is more important than uh, the sell- uh, your bank account at the end of your career. So uh, I really like that. And I really like what he's done for our club. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um... So we'll head on to lessons learned this week. So I'll start off with lesson learned. Um, this is more of a hindsight type of thing, but um, my lesson learned is to be smarter with my trades in the first five rounds, really. So not to be trading our rookies early, um, unless they're obviously injured and not to be moving on to premiums early or possible premiums early. So my first few weeks I got Bailey Smith in um, and I traded out a couple rookies that I shouldn't have and then probably blew five unnecessary trades early, which if I hadn't have done, I'd be sitting with 10 trades now and probably just about a full premium team too. So just to be smarter with the trades early and not judge them off one or two scores and just to have faith in my first picks. We'll go to you now, Xavier. My lesson's actually the exact same as Darcy's and uh, just to be be more careful with what you do. Um, I know a couple of weeks ago, I spoke about it a fair bit, but I traded Tom Highmore out instead of Nick Murray. And I think that decision even right now is going to cost me a lot. Uh, and I think it's going to be the difference for me having a team where I fill out my last two spots with players like uh, Mills and Walsh to having a team where I fill out my last two spots with like Rowan Marshall and Tim Kelly. So it's not quite as good as I would have hoped, but uh, if I hadn't have done that, maybe it would have been better. I would love to agree with you, boys, but I'm just looking here. Eight of my first 12 trades were because of injuries, so that's really just unlucky. I had Rao, Dangerfield, Caldwell, Neal, Hayden Young, Caleb Daniel, Dunkley, and Heath Chapman. So as much as I've done some silly trades that probably compensates for it. But my lesson learned is that Ben Cunnington is probably the most unappreciate, unappreciated player in the league. And Das can back me up on this. He's averaging 109 in the previous nine weeks. He's had one score below 100 and he's cracked the 150, I believe once or twice as well. So he certainly made amends for the trades that I've probably made a mistake on. That's a lie. 
just because he didn't make amends for your dumb trades. I know I made a stupid trade in Highmore for Nick Murray, but nothing will ever come up with, uh, nothing will ever be the, the oh, trade yeah. you made in trading out Dustin Martin. That's <laughs> the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And any chance you have of complaining about in, uh, a lack of trades in any super coach year from now on has been stripped from you the second you did that move. So, uh, But Ben Cunnington, I... he was very good on the weekend. Well, I'll ask you two, uh, what are your trades for this week and who are you captaining? Now, so Zave doesn't hate on me if I if this sounds a little stupid, but I'm praying Matt Parker gets a game this week, and I said that to Das. He had 29 touches, 10 tackles, and three behinds in the reserves. So, if he gets a game, I might be a chance. How many He's... trades do you have left? Not many. You realize <laughs> he's just as expensive as Sharp. Yeah, but he's a midfielder, whereas oh, Sharp's... sorry, he's a forward midfielder, whereas Sharp is just a midfielder. He's mid. You're probably not gonna. You're probably not gonna be able to trade him out between now and the end of the year as well. Given mm-hmm. that it's gonna take him three weeks to go up in price, and then Richmond's also a big side. Yeah, it just it's really put me in a difficult position. I'll uh, I wouldn't do out. that at all. <laughs> as I said, I'm praying he gets a game. Jesse Hogan, three ten k. I would think Isn't he playing. Jesse Hogan. When he is, he should be in this week. I would think that it's better for Parker, or not for Parker, but for your super coach team if Parker didn't play the rest of the year and then played round one next year. That would be, he yeah. had a reduced price, like 123K, and then he would be a great option. But uh, at the st- uh, end of the year, I'm not sure that he is the best option. Yeah, but for Vice, I'll go Rory Laird Vice, just for a bit of a risk, and then Captain will either be Steel or Bond. Maybe gone as well. You does. I think um, gone plays on it tomorrow. Gone plays Thursday night. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah. the best captain Sorry. option. That's so, a that's a Darcy captain option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's done that a couple of times actually. Uh, who is your captain option, and what trades are you doing, Darcy? Um. In terms of my trades, I need to sort out this F6. So I think what I'm going to be doing is I'll go Tracy out, swing Dusty Ford, and then I th- I'll try to bring Sharp in. Um, and then if that doesn't work, then I'll just go a 102K player and have to play Bianco on field in my midfield. And then I'll be, I don't know, I might have to trade Highmore out an upgrade um i might be able to get him to like i think it was hearn i decided on um but someone around that price range i think i can get to but yeah i just need my f6 sorted out and i don't mind sharp as an option for an m8 can i can we all agree that ned reeves stripped us of a few trades yes yeah yeah i i was lucky that i I was lucky that I didn't trade him in, uh, but I know one of the players in our league who's been at the top of the ladder for most of the year traded out Brody Grundy for him when he got injured. So that definitely didn't work out. Um, yeah. But again, it would have even helped me even if that even if he did play because I would have traded him in instead of keeping Paul Hunter and then would have had a fair bit of cash generation made. But uh, as you said, him not playing definitely hurt. 
Yeah, he would be sitting around like 310k right now and it'd be such an easy downgrade to a 102k player and then easy upgrades elsewhere. Um, so just for my vice and captaincy options, I think I might be going... Weird. It's a weird week this week. We've got Thursday to Monday. Um, yeah, I'll yeah. probably be going... The Gorn Vice, even though he hasn't been scoring too well. Um, I would have liked to have gone Tuk Miller and Tuk Miller Vice Bond Captain, but they play too close together for me to trust that. So, yeah, I think it looks like it'll be Gorn and then Bond, which is what I meant to do last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just yeah. jump the gun a little bit. So, although it didn't work for me at all last week, uh, I think I'm going to be doing the Gorn to Bonsapelli again. Uh, although, as I said, it didn't work. Uh, they've been two of the better players for the entire year. So, hopefully it'll work this week. Um, as far as my trades are concerned, at the moment, I'm looking at Coleman Jones and Bergman out for Marshall and a 102k uh, rookie. Um, that'll give me a little bit of money left, about 130, 140k, in order to try and get uh, Walsh in the coming weeks but if that does, uh, not Walsh so Callum Mills in the coming weeks but if that doesn't work out I might end up settling for a cheaper player like Nick Haynes or maybe even uh, Tim Kelly as I said before all right boys quite the lengthy episode we had our we had a mixture of moods I guess you could say anything else you want to put forward nothing else for me anyways make sure to follow at AFL Supercoach at schess.podcast and at footy.beanies. Link will be in the description if you do want to order a beanie. Some new designs out, I believe, this week and maybe some new beanies next week delivered. But that's all we have for this week. Make sure to like, subscribe, and we will see you next week. Thank you.